Episode 18. Episode 18. Two well, to I'm, one. Two to one, bro. Two early, to one. I don't think this charger's working. Oh. That's all right. I know what we're talking Can about. Can somebody plug my friend Jeff in? <laughs> That's okay. Jeff's robot battery is turning low. I am <laughs> out dying. of power. <laughs> How's your weekend, bro? A week? <laughs> I didn't do anything this week because I've been recovering from the past weekend. Where was I? Well, I've been at like Foxwoods all weekend. Well, oh. Thursday night I had off. What'd you do? I had the fortunate opportunity of going to see the one and only Mr. David Chappelle. Pretty dope. Pretty dope. Shout out my guy, Trauma. He took care of me. And it was great. It seemed like he was back to like uh, just telling jokes, and it was uh, amazing. Well, the difference was I think that for a long time he had that Netflix opportunity to to – preach a message mm-hmm. and, and take you know use that platform to get a message across and you know now that he's done that now he can kind of get back to the comedian side of things right. and it was awesome he's such a he's was he back on fire his jokes on point like so good man so like I, it's like his delivery is unbelievable not only that but it's just i know i actually went to the show friday thursday and friday yeah so seeing it was interesting to see because he makes you think he's thinking of this stuff right off the top of his head, the way he speaks right. about these jokes. Right. Like, like he's telling the joke, and he's like, I'm going to have to look that up later. Yeah, yeah. But he said it again on Friday. It, it's part of the joke, and that's what makes it so genuine and like so mind-blowing. Because you really feel like he's just like like, giving a speech. Like he just jokes, came off yeah. the top of his head. He's like, oh, I got to check that guy's name out. But there's no checking that guy's name out. It's part of the, uh, that, the delivery yeah. to the joke, not the punchline, but what would it be called? The delivery. The delivery, yeah. So it's like he was just crushing it, man. And it was I'm glad I got to see it two nights in a row because the first night I had great seats and the second night not so great seats. How great Shout were out your to seats? my mother. Uh the first night I had like fourth row. <laughs> second night I had second row to the last. Fourth row <laughs> to the wall. I was in the back, like we stood up and <laughs> And nobody told you to sit down because there's nobody no, behind you. We were dizzy. We we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know we were high and shit, but we we're like, you know, it was like old school, like going to Yankee Stadium, sitting in the nosebleeds. Like, it's like straight up. It's like pitch at an angle. It's like yeah. almost walking up a ladder. So we're like, just getting dizzy. It was like crazy. Wait, you were high while being high? Yeah, I was high. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's a good one, Jeff. That's a good one. Call Dave Chappelle and get a new joke for him. Maybe he could open for him. So seeing the nights back-to-back like that was cool because he was getting heckled a little bit on Friday night. Yeah. He had some frat guys in the audience going, Woo, Dave, I'm getting married, bro. And he'd like, make fun of him, like, you know what I'm saying? 
And they they kept, just wanted the attention. Yeah, and it kept on going. And Dave's like, you know what? I'm going to let y'all get it out of your system. I'm going to sit here. I'm still going to get paid the same amount of money. You right, guys right. are the ones who are going to lose out. It was funny at first. Yeah. But then it got a little bit too much. But you could see how professional he was because he would get into the joke. And, and right. only, one time he started telling the next joke that he was supposed to tell in the middle of this other joke. But it was good. <laughs> And he just he just flows so right. His timing is so perfect. Yeah, he's good. I love. I, him. I loved it. And I had the opportunity to like. And then Friday night, I was with little John, a, a dear friend of mine. We've been friends for about probably over fifteen years. Was his mascot friend there too? No, he wasn't. Just a jerk off. <laughs> he killed it. He's probably one of the best open format DJs when it comes to bringing energy oh, yeah. to the room. He has some energy. He is so sweet to me. He's he's a great dude, and I'm and I'm very fortunate to have him as a friend of mine. And and we speak like that. You know what I mean? I met him the first time with Georgia University. Wow. We had the same sponsor when I was on tour with Swayze. We had a, Oakley as a sponsor, and so did Little John. So we crossed paths like that, and, and we mm-hmm. created a friendship. I guess he liked my energy. He kept on telling me how proud he was of my weight loss. And I'm nice. proud of your weight loss, too, bro. Uh, I kinda, it was my birthday weekend. I kind of got it Me, back. too. Yeah. I was on the road for work days. I kind of yeah. slipped off. And then we went to... Oh, uh, Hurley just hooked up my charger. We good. Sweet. Thanks, Hurley. He's back. He's back. And then uh, John took me to... Uh, we went up to go see Dave's after party. And then Saturday, I was at Shrine. I DJ'd. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dave came through on Thursday night for a little while. Oh, to what? To Shrine That's to hang still- out. It was uh, me, Cypher Sounds, and Trauma all hanging out, and Dave decided to come down. He was supposed to come down on Saturday when I was spinning, yeah. but he ended up having the party in the suite because the show, what the problem was, Dave likes the party after the show, right. but the problem was the show was the second, he had two shows, one at 7 and one at 11. Oh, so the 11 o'clock show. Gets out so late. Yeah, yeah. it was like one thirty. So he wanted to usher to the club, and it was like one forty when they wanted yeah. to bring him in. It was just no point. So Dave had a, a party upstairs, and, and we went up there, and, and the conversations in that room were absolutely amazing between everybody and Dave. And That's Dave just dope. wants to have fun and talk and walk around, and it's like no, there's no egos in the room, and it's great. Speaking of what's about egos, Sunday night, whose birthday did you do? Jeff London's birthday. <laughs> it's the birthday show for Jeff London one time. <laughs> Happy yeah, birthday, was, brother. Thank you. On the air it. birthday. That's right. It was me and Lil John, too. Yeah. That was fun. It was fun. John. He killed it. He, 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 he was so proud. Like, I, my DJing has gotten so on point. I hate to toot my own horn and shit because I never so. do that. But I'm like. Really fucking focused, man, and it's really you could you could see it mm-hmm. in my shows. And it was dope. He, he, no, he acknowledged that, so it was dope. So that was my crazy weekend, and I had to go to Jeff's birthday party, which was amazing. You have an amazing family, and Appreciate you're a very very lucky gentleman. I am lucky because I have social anxiety, and when you put me in settings like that, it's a little <laughs> too much for me. And no, I didn't feel that way at all. So it was it was lovely, no, man. The family, the family's dope. I'm glad you were able to come. So how? But since you and I were in different places, how was your weekend? It was good. It was a busy weekend. I mean, you know, we, I was over at Grand Scorpion uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Just, I mean, I, I Vice was there. Vice kills us always. Yeah, Scorpion DJs were on point. 
I mean, it was just a solid weekend, but it was so busy down the seaport and, and seaport part of Boston to where the clubs are. It was just like. Did you get a lot of foot traffic because it was busy down there? Or do you think everything yeah, was already uh, planned? And I think, uh, yeah, I think, well, that actually goes into our question of the week. Nice job. Um, I think most yeah, of the dude, people. Yeah, dude, I read the fucking <laughs> thing. I tried to segue <laughs> you, bitch. <laughs> so, Don't yeah, I mean, me. I think it was. I'm a professional podcaster now. I was trying to set you up, bro. Nice setup, Jason. Um, no, I think, I mean, tables were booked already, so it was pre-planned, but, uh, yeah, a lot of foot traffic, especially for Scorpion, where people can go in there, hang out for two hours, and then, um... Well, there's a, there's like an open bar area that's in the seaport that people go to that probably closes early and they still want to party yeah, too right yeah and that yeah so but we kind of take advantage of that yeah but you just get people coming out of there oh, they're like, already uh, just twisted twisted yeah so jeff how much of the night is planned and how much of it is on the fly i think <laughs> like table plate that's a good question though so we just said some of it's on the fly but as far as like table placement mm-hmm. goes that's like totally different like like you know Hosts coming on and like headliners coming on and like how do you know like do you pre-plan? The, well, that's do, do the seating go by how much money they're spending. I know probably at yeah. the biggest clubs they definitely do. So yes, the question is, are the tables planned out? And yes, they are. They are pre-booked yeah. by certain locations. What's the and, termination of that? And based on location is, you're basically paying for the real estate. Correct. So it determines the closer you are. To the stage, DJ, whatever, the higher minimums it is. But, and some people request, you know, certain uh, servers. Oh, servers, really? And then some oh, people okay. request that they like a certain table. Once they've been in the club so many times, I like this table, I like this server, I like this bottle service girl. So I that, that stuff is pre-planned out. But It's almost like going to the bar and you look because you like the bartender. Exactly. Oh, but but then again, you have... Little John showing up with Vice. Where are you going to put him? You got to bump a table now. You now bump, you, yeah, now you're pushing. Now, if you bump around. one table, it's a domino, domino effect. effect. You're, you're bumping other tables, but some tables are seated. So that's when it gets a little crazy. Or a guy comes up and he's like, I want the best table in the house. I'm like, the best table is this amount of money, and it, which is like a crazy amount. And if he bites, then we're moving some people. Some yeah. People around, yeah. Um, I've definitely been moved from tables before. And you have the opposite. And then you have somebody that wanted their table but somebody has a higher minimum they get bumped and they get it you know i don't want this table anymore that's when the stuff gets a little hairy and it's, and you and get you a little bottle to, a little comp bottle of champagne usually yeah, yeah, and you try yeah. to play to their needs because they course. are vip they're spending a lot of money so you want to give them what they want absolutely but if you can't you have to find another way to to fill that void a hundred percent and that goes in with like the host coming on the host can be late the headliner DJ can be late, so now you have to get in touch with the DJ, make sure that he knows like you got to go to twelve thirty instead of twelve. You got to you know keep talking on the mic till he comes on. You got to do this, do that. So that kind of stuff's on the fly, but you try to make as much of it pre-planned out so that you're just so you can be prepared. It's just like prepared. being a chef in a kitchen, you prep your food before yep. the restaurant Absolutely. gets slammed. Yeah. So, um, but everything is so crazy now because everything is 
on apps and stuff, so it's in real time. So if I move a table, yeah, literally, it's amazing. It the manager can see while I'm doing it, and it works out pretty well. So that stuff, you know, the old paper cro- running to the back, cross out yeah, the name, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, write yeah. it again. It's, That's crazy. It's, that was pretty crazy back then. See, like I I, I love Misty. I'm, I'm sorry, memoir. <laughs> There's an upstairs, right? And if I were to buy a table. Oh, 100%. I'd want to be upstairs. That mezzanine that looks over it's the dance so floor. It's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. I'd rather be up there. I don't need to be seen at a table. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I wa- Back in the day, there was no tables. The VIP, there was a VIP section. Right, but not tables. But not tables. Say, yeah. I in in for a great example would be the mezzanine at Memoir would yeah, actually mezzanine. be the yeah. VIP section. That mezzanine is sick. It just overlooks the dance floor. You're out I of the I sit action. up there before I go on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like little John Friday night and him and I were hanging out at the shrine. We were upstairs just yeah. check, catching the vibe. It's so, I like that better than being on top of each other, being next. I I prefer that over being right next to the DJ. Okay, now I'm going with you. Okay. How much of your set, DJ set, is pre-planned prior to the show? And how much is it, you know, on the spot in the middle of the show? Well, that's a great question, Jeffrey. Thank you for asking. It's not me asking that question. It's our, it's our viewers. I so love thanks that. to our Thank viewers. Thank you for the yeah. questions, y'all. Uh, my there's some DJs that have their con- set completely top to bottom done now. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know whichever way you look at it, but I am not that person. Mm-hmm. But there is some prep that goes into it for sure. Right. So what it would be for me is. Music comes out so quick now, mm-hmm. so it's so fast, and it's hard to be attract attached to all this new shit. Again, I think we spoke about it on the podcast before. Sure. Is you'll have a song that's hot this week that you can't even feel comfortable playing next week because right. it's like just it it fell flat. Yeah. So there's records that I play that I know carry through the years. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, just I don't know. There's just certain Batman records scoop that, stuff, yeah, yeah America, like that yeah. stuff that's always got like Obama's got rides, some legs on it, like know. twenty years worth of legs. Yeah, you know, Obama. I started playing again actually, and yeah. it's it's been working well. You know, you just pick and choose. You see, another thing is you take some time away from that record. You could reintroduce it, right. like Obama. I took it out of my set for a while. The only planning that goes into my sets is that there's specific. Nights that I know what kind of genre I'm going to be going towards a little bit more. Like the hip hop, I'm cool. I know I don't have to worry about that. Sure. But the newer trap stuff, like, you know, the down south trap stuff, like mm-hmm. the young kids and in, in the house music, that's constantly changing so fast. So prepping a night, if I know it's going to be a big club, like a big club, mm-hmm. I'm going to pull some big house records right. that I normally couldn't play. Be like, oh shit, I want to play this tonight. Mm-hmm. Or I'll reintroduce this. Just to keep my set mm. bubbling, but nothing. I sometimes spend time pulling records for the night, and I put it in a separate crate, and I'll say these are some, you know, whatever, sure. whatever date I'm doing, right. and I'll just have like twenty records in there that I want to reintroduce into my set that might not be in my main crate. I play <laughs> out of a main crate, right? Okay, one crate, main crate, like and that. just rock. And the reason why I don't plan too much prior because. You got to feel the crowd, too. I'm an open format DJ. Mm-hmm. The, the key, major key is something that can't be talk, taught by these stupid machines that beat match for you and all that stuff. They can't feel the crowd and tell you what to play. Right. John and I, little John and I speak about this all the time. Mm-hmm. 
Because he's such a big open format DJ. Opening and playing with John is so difficult because you never know what he's going to do. Yeah, he's just feeling the crowd. He just and feels, feels the, the crowd. crowd. That's why that. John gets there a half hour, 45 minutes early, yeah. has a drink, sees what they're vibing to, what they're not. Maybe five drinks. And then attacks. Yeah, maybe five. Shots. And then he talks. Shots. <laughs> Shots. 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 So Shots. You just read the crowd, man. And Riz, DJ Riz, shout out DJ Riz. He was probably one of the best DJs to ever read the crowd there is. And that's a very important thing, and that's something that can't be taught by a computer and these young bucks. You know what I mean? Like, you could have your set planned from front to back all day. I've seen DJs flop and not know what to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So not much planning goes... Mostly, I'm just feeling the vibe. Sometimes I play oh, yeah. like Guns N' Roses, and I'll play the whole song because I know they'll sing along. Right. Sometimes I'll play just the beginning guitar part because, and mix into something else because Do they're you know not going to sing are? along. I'm in the jungle, baby. Very good. So, planning, you just have to, yo, all, my DJing style is just throwing as much shit at the wall and seeing what <laughs> sticks. I like that. You know what I mean? It's facts. Sometimes I think it's going to be a house crowd and it could automatically turn yeah. and not work. Yeah. See. So you have to be able to pivot. I like that. You know, it's like it that's that's a major key and a lot of people can't pivot like that. They get stuck. Well, that well, that's a great answer and well, awesome answer thanks, for young buddy. up and DJs that are listening and people that want to know what's yeah, behind the scenes. That's scene. the hardest thing. I can't teach you how to do that. You just have to pay attention to what the vibe is you know what i mean and for everybody keep sending those questions yeah these, the questions these are, are awesome weird. these yeah, are awesome send them into i'm the promoter he's the dj on our instagram or DM i am us. the promoter he's the dj at gmail.com yeah, just find this way to send them i love these questions yo hit us up on our personal igs jeff london underscore and jason smith music on ig you know what time it is <laughs> oh yeah, oh, bitch. I'm a ghetto yo. I'm a ghetto yo. I'm a ghetto yo. In the minute and review this piece of shit, place, place, place. Well, that music just confirms that it's part of our new segment called Yelp Reviews by Jeff. Let's go. What'd you find this week, bro? Oh, April K. April K. Ooh, she kind of fine. Well, Hurley's going to blur it out or Josh's going to blur it out so we can't really see April K. We yeah, you guys can't see him. But if you're watching on the YouTube, we do post these as well, so you can read along. They're yeah, hilarious. we don't make this yeah. shit up. <laughs> we do not. I could not make I this think shit it's, up. I think it's what makes it actually funny. Jeff and I actually had a discussion last week. We started finding Yelp reviews for correctional facilities. We did read some out loud on here, yes. So this one's from over five years ago, so I did some digging for these ones. All right, April K says, if you like to pay $10 to dance in a sticky, non-ventilated, non-air-conditioned dive bar with ratchet girls and a cloud of other people's smelly farts, here's your chance. The one star is for great DJ, is for the great DJ playing good music. <laughs> Sounds like a bad movie theater. <laughs> that's a the tough one. The dollar movie theater. Yeah, that's a tough one. $10. $10 five years ago is still pretty cheap to get in a club. I agree. Yeah. So you just better be thankful. Yeah, you better be thankful. Yeah, you're only paying ten dollars. Yeah, I bet you that's a place that ten dollars get in, two dollar beers and like one dollar <laughs> shot specials. I used to DJ at a club and they'd be like, fifteen minutes. Fifty. He used to be the owner. He used to have to come up to me and yeah. tell me the specials. For the next fifteen minutes, you get kamikaze shots for dollar. dollar. Dude, we used to do twenty five cent Coronas on Thursday. <laughs> People want to get after it, huh? <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, here's one from three years ago. Roger S. says, interesting. We came to this place, paid the $25 cover. So three years ago, Roger played $25. Well, it must have been a pretty decent place he went yeah. to. Yeah. Went downstairs, ordered two shots of Beam. As in Jim Beam, I guess. Bart- yeah, I would I'd suppose so. Bartenders gave us two glasses of champagne instead. <laughs> 20 a pop. No problem. It was loud and she probably couldn't hear. We paid up without saying anything about it and moved to the end of the bar. It's probably the only thing she knew how to make was her first day bartending. <laughs> She's like, what? Or she didn't speak English. She's just like, oh, champagne, champagne for you. Continue. I'm sorry. Five minutes later, the bartender walks past us and yells, asshole. Nice. The other bartender subsequently refuses to serve my friend because we didn't tip. We tip 25%. A third bartender comes over and pushes her way through us and gives us drinks. If I wanted to be cursed at for no apparent reason, I would start dating my ex again. <laughs> it's a lot cheaper than going to this lame excuse for a club. Asshole. <laughs> that is good. I'll go a few more today. Wait, 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 wait. The other bar. So these sounds like these bartenders were very aggressive and getting the drink, the drinks wrong. I mean, totally wrong. Beam and champagne did not sound. Yeah. Well, Chad M says, always a Chad. (laughs) Dude, there's two Chads on here today. No way. See, I didn't even look at this shit. Two people. Do people even go oh, to the a- last one looks killer, bro. <laughs> I just saw one word. Do people even go to dance clubs anymore? Some guy, I'll blank out his name, with a Secret Service earpiece of being a jerk. The reason I'm blanking out this guy's name, this is not part of it. The reason I'm blanking out this guy's name is because it's one of my best friends. So it's funny. <laughs> no way. I swear to God, yeah. <laughs> so do even people go to dance clubs anymore? Some guy named Beep with a Secret Service earpiece was being a jerk. He wouldn't let me in because of my skateboard. I got <laughs> I got mad bread. I would have made it rain in there. I said that I would co-check it. No go. I would just went to the lobby of another hotel. Everybody says it's way better up there anyway. Basements and overpriced drinks are for the birds. <laughs> this guy said I would make it rain in there. He's got mad bread. Chad's got mad bread. What is it like? Uh, <laughs> wonder bread? <laughs> I don't know what kind of bread this dude got. All right. Sick. I'm glad. He must have a lot of money if he has a talent. Everybody has a lot of money. Well, he showed up in a skateboard, too. Yeah. I mean, that's not the worst part, but, like, bro, come on, on the skateboard. Shorts are the worst part. Yeah. <laughs> he might have had Jenko jeans on. He I think you can get in a club easier with a skateboard than shorts. 100% agreed. That's a fact. <laughs> All right. Chad, this one, I'm ready. Let's Chad go. Chad C-, C says. It's actually. Uh, this, this is the last one. I can't one even think of, of something funny. <laughs> Chad C says, every Saturday they have terrible live music here. Complete garbage. The worst open mic. Bad music will chase away. Just awful. But we have a response. William J., business owner. Chad's a storyteller. We have karaoke since the day we opened. (laughs) Not live music, (laughs) shithead. (laughs) Wow, Chad must have been blasted. Chad's a storyteller. We have karaoke since the day we opened. Not live music, shithead. We might have to change it to Chad's section. Yeah. <laughs> Chad's Yelp reviews. That's sick. I heard I watched something yesterday. 
on uh, Showtime, and they called like the the white man equivalent of Karen is called a Todd. <laughs> not a, that's not bad. That's not bad. Um, that's pretty funny. Let's see what we got next. What do we got next, bro? I don't know. I'm oh, you don't know? Oh, it's my tip week. of the week. We start a new segment if you want to hear anything about DJing because I don't know much. I, I'm being honest. I don't know, yeah. Jeff. All right. It's Jason's tip of the week. This week. I don't we, know. You asked about. I thought it would be cool to talk about scratching a little bit. Let's fucking talk about it. Let's, let, let me give you some parameters, though. And you can go off on it because you, like, obviously will anyways. Sure. Let's talk about different types of scratching. Okay. Let's talk about, like, some advanced scratching stuff. And then let's talk about scratching into a record versus, like, scratching out of a record. This is pretty amazing because I know no terminology for any of these. So I'll try my best. that so much. They're like, oh, you're a DJ? You go, wicka, wicka. Get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> Before I send Rick Ross and the cats after you. So scratching is... Uh, <laughs> On a skateboard with Chad. Todd too, Tad and Chad and Tad, Chad and Todd, Chad, Chad and Todd. So scratching, I don't really know how to do it very well. <laughs> but here's my tip: start slow. It's like making love to a woman. Very true. If you touch it too hard, you're gonna make a jump. <laughs> it's a fact. You have to learn how to do it gently, or you're not gonna do it right. So you start off really slow. You just don't even use the crossfader, and you go, chuk, chuk, chuk. <laughs> and then uh, you just—I I don't fucking know how to teach it, bro. <laughs> this is so bad. I can't. Exp- I'm starting to sweat. Do you know how to scratch? No. <laughs> I think there's a scratch right, so called a baby scratch. We're not talking about terms of scratching baby scratches. <laughs> no, it says right? different types. And I just said one. Well, baby scratch. Okay, then crab scratch is baby scratch. Tell me how you learn to start. How you learn the different types of scratching with using oh, the fader, so not good. using the fader. I didn't. I listened to this guy named DJ Spinner. DJ Spinner. Out of where? New York City. My glasses are foggy. I know. It's so geez. funny. <laughs> Get him on fire. So Spinner went to SUNY Binghamton. Yeah. It's a college in my hometown. Spinner used to have a radio show called the Root Rhythm Show. Ooh. I like it. I like the sound of it. Oh, my God. The music that came out of that. It was like, it was our version of Stretch and Bob Udo. Like, you can't move that. Like, you have to hit that spot on the dial because it was like such a oh, yeah, signal. Yeah. It was like between oh, 88.9 yeah, yeah. and 98.1. Like, yeah. like, you like jump one second and it's like gone. Yeah. So, that's where I heard that was my out. Besides, as far as hip hop goes at that time, the only source that I had was Yo MTV Raps. Mm-hmm. Besides Yo MTV Raps, I was fortunate enough to have the Rude Rhythm Show. My hometown wasn't the greatest, biggest place ever. So, I just learned to listen how he did it, and I just tried to intimidate it. I mean, I'm sorry, not inti- <laughs> not intimidate it, but in, uh, copy it. Yeah, that's a better word. So I just tried to copy his style, and what his scratching style wasn't like scratching like Premiere and shit like that. It was like actually melodically scratching. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference. So that's a different type of scratching. I don't know if it's an Melodic. actual turn. I, I came 100% up with it on my own. I like it, though. I try to scratch with the records, not against. Against. So a lot of these, I'm not. I, I'm a club DJ. 
I'm not a I'm not a scratching turntablist. Turntablist, although I respect it on a totally high degree, and I watch. I'm totally intimidation, but I can't do that stuff. I'd rather rock a crowd than 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 be in tournaments, and and that's just my right. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to be a clown, so I. <laughs> what the fuck am I trying to say? I wanted to be able to perform, and a lot right. of guys that do these tournaments—that's all they do. They can't rock a crowd. Right, right. I wanted to be able to do both. I tried, you know. I got. I. I just. I just like when Slash goes into a guitar solo, like he just feels it. It just happens. I did something the other day. Shout out my guy Young Tut, and he was like, "Bro, the way you were teasing in that record was like amazing." I was like. I never even done that before. It's right, just right. so on the fly, which goes back to the first question. I, you know, I it just happened. Sometimes things just happen. Trial and error is the major key in DJing. What about practice? Oh, I've done my ten thousand hours. Yeah, hours, <laughs> hours, and that's how you learn different. Types well, I learned of how to try to scratch first because that's all I had was one turntable and a cassette deck. Mm-hmm. So I'd play the instrumental on a cassette deck and learn how to scratch in the next record. I never actually learned how to like melodically scratch. I learned how to scratch to play the next record. Right. You know what I mean? So there's a difference in that. Again, we've talked about this DJ before. I, I've seen a DJ that couldn't mix a record. He was just dropping them and scratching them in to the point where it was just rocking this party. And it wasn't like mixing bar to bar. He was just dropping them in the right place. And right. we used to call that needle dropping. When I was DJing with Kid Capri a long time ago, when Serato first came out, he had zero cue points. This guy's literally picking up the needle and dropping it like we used to do it before. So, like, back in the day, I used to have to find, you know, where the chorus was of the Jay-Z record if I didn't want to play the verse. So I'd have to pick up the needle, trying to find it, you know. It was, that was our form in its own. That's why I I didn't come up, with YouTube videos describing stuff, so that's why I have a little bit of difficulty explaining this shit because I, I it just happened naturally for me. Now scratching into a record versus scratching out of a record, do you do both, or are you more into scratching? Are you more into beat matching into a song or scratching into a song? Beat matching out of a song or scratching out of a song? It all depends on the vibe, man. I don't have particular like I scratch house records. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do it and it sounds like shit. But then I, <laughs> but then I put a mental cue. Is like, mm, don't do that next time. Right, that right, right, you know right, what I mean? Right, it's just right. trial and error. And in scratching in the records, if you do it too much, becomes too. You have to go back and forth. You have to. I don't scratch over records a lot. Mm-hmm. I like taking. I like like I did the other night with the. Um, Rec- whichever record I was teasing Like I was dropping the record Scratching it Then just completely going Out of the record that I'm playing Into the record that's <coughs> Playing at the moment And it was just It was vibing dude It just happened It's mm-hmm. like organically that's A awesome. lot of my DJ style shit Comes organically So that's why I, I know we were joking around earlier But it's why it's hard for me to, to explain what I'm doing Because I didn't have a teacher. I didn't have a YouTube. I didn't have things to explain this shit to me. It just happened organically. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the problems I had when I first started DJing and scratching was I fell. My my friend, shout out my man, John. He was like one of the greatest DJs ever. That just like gave it up and just became a cop. John Gleason, shout out John Gleason, because he helped me out a lot too. 
you were just like, yo, you fall into these patterns of scratches, like da 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 pa. And like, I just find, I don't even know what the scratches. I do a lot of like, and I, like I drag the record back. I don't even know anybody that does that out <laughs> in the club. So that's just something that I, I just, you know, I try to give a little pizzazz to these records. You know what I mean? So that's, you I try not to. Pizzazzy guy. Pizzazzy, So I try not to overdo it because it's got to be the right setting. Some of the shit you do goes over people's heads. Mm-hmm. And what's the point of doing it? But I try to add something. I have to have me and Hurley could have the same five records. I'm going to play them totally different than Hurley right. would. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not saying that Hurley's doing it the wrong way. I'm just going to take it. Like I was watching this new show on FX, David Chow's show, and it's pretty amazing. I haven't seen it yet. Instead of painting like a, you know, a picture of you, I'm going to like, it's going to look crazy. Right, right. Instead yeah. of a portrait. Right, right. You know. Curly's gonna paint a picture. It's probably it could look exactly like you. Mine's gonna have swirls over here and yeah. shit coming out over there. And, right, right. And that's just the way I am because that's the way I project myself and I like to express myself. Can you give me a scratch out of here? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I like that too. Well, no, that's a good way to explain it because it, it. And I agree with you. You know, being a DJ as well, you have to have your own flair to to. And a flare is a scratch. How do you like that? It wow. is a scratch. Wow. Jeff probably knows more of the scratch names wow, than I Wow, flare do. scratch. But you have to know, put your own flavor on well, it. Well, there's a yeah. difference between scratching at your house and scratching at a club, though, too. Oh, that's true, yeah. Especially when it sounds decent in your headphones with magnified 10,000 times. Yeah. Always sounds good. I, remember, I got a quick story. Give it to us. It was a long time ago. I got... Busta Rhymes and Story time with Uncle <laughs> <laughs> give, me the, give me the intro one oh, oh failure He touches the button once And just blows it away There you go <laughs> Story time with Uncle Jason So yeah I get the shorter version So Busta Rhymes comes to Binghamton University I'm glad we mentioned the names Like right off the bat But that's fine was I not supposed to? I mean, the names well, not, have not been. <laughs> oh, mine's story time's different. <laughs> all right. Jason's story time tells all the names. All right, go ahead. Jason's doing story so, time this week. I like it. Go ahead. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so, Scratch a Tour. Shout out my guy, Scratch Tour. I actually saw him when Busta came to Big Night Live last year, awesome. a couple of years ago. It's so it's COVID, crazy. COVID doesn't yeah. exist. But I used to see Scratch a Tour at uh, Tony Toka's parties that he used to do on Tuesdays at, fuck, we forgot the name again. I mean, he did it at like three different places, though. So. No, it was the main place on the Lori side. We forgot oh. the name last time. Whatever. It was such a dope room. So I get hired to, to open for Buster. Buster. Busta. And I'm doing sound check, and I never sat between two stacks of monitors before. So I. I, I scratched the, the kick drum and it just fucking stabs my soul. <laughs> Bro, to feel, I never felt music that loud and so powerful before. So it was pretty amazing to feel that. Wait, let me try to find this right now. Is it at the oh, Ainsworth? No, man. This is like back in the day. Oh, all right. Well, go on with your story. I'm ruining your story time. No, you're not ruining. You never ruin anything. It's your birthday, bitch. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> it's my birthday. <laughs> Birthday's over. It's your birthday week. So to feel like that scratch, like live for the first time, with was like, it, like I with a stack of monitors, like back, it was Sutra Lounge. 
Lounge. Oh. No, it wasn't Sutra Lounge. Was it Sutra Lounge? Yeah, it was Sutra. Wow. That's what it was. Well, I mean, not to take away from the stacks at Buster Rhymes thing. I mean, the- I've never felt music that loud. So to scratch that in for the first time and feel what an actual kick drum feels like in a concert setting, yeah, was just like holy shish kebabs. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the grand, the grand and memoir have function one monitors. Yeah, now I'm used to it, but for hearing it for the first time, it like are those the loudest things ever? Function one, those monitors. Yeah. They're pretty loud, man. I try to be careful with it. I know yeah. guys around here that don't. That's not my style. Well, why don't you say their names? My ears. No, I'm just kidding. My <laughs> ears are my money makers, dude. You got to protect them. I wear I wear earbuds in the club. I do as well. I can't wear it when I'm DJing yet, though. So that's my tip. So opening for Buster was pretty cool. That's your story. Scratch the tour said that he usually does it. But this time he was going to let me rock, and I'm so grateful to this day for letting him let Shout me rock. Shout out to Hit it. Give it to me. Story time with Uncle Jason. Yeah, it's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this just in directly from the PNN Network. Positive news with your host, Uncle Jeff. Uh, we get to positive news. Music news. Yeah, I saw this and I thought it was super amazing. I, I wanted to share it. Shout to Jason for sharing it. So Mass Appeal. Can you tell what Mass Appeal is? Mass Appeal is, uh, that's Nas's little thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all, was it the, the way, well, this is what I'm confused about. And I don't think I, it's my own fault, people. I'm sorry. Was Mass Appeal the 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 magazine first or is it a totally Correct. different thing? Correct, it was. So it was Mass Appeal, the magazine, and Nas took it over. Mm-hmm. Took over the magazine and turned it into a label. Is it a label or is it his management company? I think it's more of a management company. We can look that up, though. We'll I think up. it's a label. Cause it's so, anyway, so they named two key executive hires, two trailblazing women who will play a pivotal role in elevating and expanding the entertainment company's presence. So, shout out to Jessica Rivera. She's going to serve as the general manager of music, overseeing the creative and day-to-day operation of Mass Appeal's music division, Label and publishing. It is a label. Yeah. See, I knew it. And contributing across Mass Appeal's other two divisions in content and creative services. Then Jenya Meggs will serve as Senior Vice President of Content, which alongside Mass Appeal Chief Creative Officer Sasha Jenkins, she will spearhead programming strategies and partnerships of the company's content slate. So two women coming in. That's amazing. Shout out to all my strong women out there. Rising to the top. Mass Appeal, which has been around for a long, long time. And still going strong. Still going. Because Nas turned a magazine into a label, which has Dave East, Fashawn, Run the Jewels. Mm -hmm. They have ELP. Shout out ELP, man. Killer Mike. I guess they all have separate. And uh, DJ Shadow's on Mass Appeal. So I guess bringing in these these female execs, they want to expand their uh, artist roster. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. It's amazing. So shout out to Mass Appeal. Shout out to Nas. Nas shout out to like Jessica to and Genia. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Nas for like changing the game, man. Like with Jay Z, like to see <laughs> these people still in the game and you know prospering off the not only the the music but then the, like bit. What was that thing you got to? What we talked about? Oh, I mean, he was part of like a 
that Coinbase. Coinbase. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. To see like these, these. I mean, to talk about Nas, like, and so we've been talked about him in story time, but it's not just of music. It's so many different things. It's pretty amazing that he ke- he keeps coming up. Like and Jay. Just, yeah. yeah. And with Jay as well. Thing. Yeah. And it's just not music stuff. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So congratulations to everybody out there. Mass appeal. For sure. I think they're doing great things. I love Dave East. Know what I listened to this weekend? What's that? That you got? I got put you on is that uh, Tyler the Creator's new album because that shit oh, is so good. Hosted by DJ Drama. Hosted by DJ Drama. Wow, yep, for sure. Wow. He said he just he always wanted to have a mixtape. He was so inspired by those drama mixtapes, mm-hmm. and he always wanted to create one his own. So he made his album with it. So you know what? I think we should have an uh, entertainment segment next week. And we'll first we'll start off with Tyler the Creator and going over that. Yeah, man, let's do How's that. that sound? I like that. And then we uh-huh. can talk about some shit we've seen on TV. I like, like I that. said, that thing about the Todds. Oh yeah. That's a new show called Twenties on Showtime that's really good. Yeah, we can talk about music shows, entertainment shows. I well, like we that. We keep everything in the culture. We we'll tape it in there. Another great show, Jason. Nice job, guys. Awesome. Yo, thanks, thanks y'all for uh, tuning in for so sure. So check us out at I'm the promoter. Yeah, yeah, I'm the promoter. I fail this every time. I am the DJ, but he's the promoter. But you can find us at I'm the promoter. He's, he's the, the DJ, DJ on Instagram and all the s- social platforms. Jeff London underscore bang right here. IG and you're under oh right here. Yeah, yeah, right there. Oh no, right there. Right that's there. Me. Oh, that's right there. <laughs> I gotta go. And make sure you get your merch at bignightshop.com. Get that merch, you get our shirts, you can have a picture. Check us of out. Be in touch. Thanks dog. for listening. Appreciate it. Peace. Peace. Okay, I'll reload it. Jeff London, DJ Jason Smith.